Welcome one and all to Red by Daylight, the podcast about Dead by Daylight lore for the people who don't feel like reading it. I am one of your hosts, Gavin Gaddis. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm joined by two hosts who are both laughing, so I can't throw to either of them right now, and I've made it worse by addressing it. So here we go. Today we'll be talking about a cannibal, so if you're not into eating people, and not in the fun way, maybe you want to give this one a sit-out. They are both trying so hard to recover from this right now. It is a delight. I want those people that when I get going, I can't stop. Like it's so I'm joined by the wild yeah. and wonderful Cole Burkhart. How are we doing today, Cole? Uh, hey, <laughs> I'm good. Uh, uh, hey, I'm Cole Burkhart. My pronouns are he, him. Uh, I really like the uh, I really like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. So if you're not a fan of me talking for half an hour, maybe don't listen. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a movie we're gonna have a movie block at some point. Hell yeah. Um, and our third host, who is someone who has never played Dead by Daylight or watched a Texas Chainsaw movie. Hi. We I'm have Carolyn Carolyn Minx. Minx. Caro, they, them. Uh, yeah, correct. I don't really know anything about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And fun fact, I don't like chainsaws. They it, stress me out just as a concept, especially when you learn why they, they were do. invented, which... Um, don't, oh, yeah. It's pretty gnarly. It's pretty I would gnarly. Say, oh, yeah, yeah, yep. like, pause and Google. Don't um, mentally prepare yourself to pause and Google. Well, you know, if you have the mental fortitude to get through the stuff okay, we're going to talk about fair. in Bubba's lore today, and you're still fine, then you'll be able to Google oh, the God. history Maybe of the chainsaw. Maybe it's just because of the three uh, of us, I'm the one who's frankly like, <laughs> given birth and had to think about. Us saying that, uh, thinking about it now, for all the things that have been done with chainsaws in movies, the origin of the chainsaw is pretty gnarly. That's pretty metal. Yeah. It's pretty pretty badass oh. if you put it in the right light uh, <laughs> today. Actually, let's ask the important question right up front here. Who here's used a chainsaw? I, I have not because oh, they have. scare the shit out of me. It just feels like too much power. I don't like it. I've logged uh, I've logged quite a few hours on them in the past. Yeah, I I got forced to go to a uh, Catholic work camp where good god, we, hold on, that sounds bad. Um, where we. <laughs> Uh, went and helped repair homes oh, for folks. Okay, they, that's a little bit better. Yes, you had me stressed. Yes, I was just I was just clearing property like that. I was just making a field more of a field. No, nah, we we went and, like built houses and shit, and they let me, a seventeen year old uh, femme appearing girl, God. uh, wield a chainsaw, and it was perhaps the best week of my life. I, I just don't like power tools in general. Like they, they, I have kind of a phobia and having spent as much time as I did in theater and being asked like, oh, use this power tool to help build this set. Mm -hmm. I was like, y'all don't understand. You don't want me wielding this because I am afraid of it. They're like, <laughs> you'll be less scared if you use it. I'm like, that's not really how it works. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am at a point where social media has made it so that I'm sick and tired of any time anyone breathes, someone goes, um, that's because you're autistic. <laughs> But yeah. dot However, dot dot. Uh, uh, autism be damned, my boy can chainsaw. <laughs> the the <laughs> the first good the first good joke about Leatherface God in the episode. <laughs> I feel like the fact that a lot of queers I know don't like loud noises and mm. power tools. There might be a little bit. Oh I, no, a hundred percent. Listen, listen. My, <laughs> I literally had. Uh, couple weeks ago my therapist paused and goes have you ever considered the possibility 
And I was like, you, I would you like promise to get, I have whatever you're going to say. Would you like to get diagnosed with something that would make it impossible for you to immigrate uh-huh. into uh, into New Zealand? Oh, seriously? I, yeah, well, and that's what she goes. She goes, we don't have to write it down. But and I was like, yeah, we don't need to write anything down, but we can just float it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine was like, yeah, you probably are. It was like, yeah. great. Let's focus on the symptoms and not actually getting diagnosed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Love living in this world. Autism's a wonderful thing where if you get diagnosed, a lot of few doors open, many doors close. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, this is incredibly relevant to today's subject. Hi. Carol. Wow. Jesus Christ. Welcome to cool. today's okay. subject. Look at I kind of like the cut of this shirt. Look at him. We're actually on even footing because I've only seen the first seven minutes of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and I watched them earlier today, which... We're the same, you and I. Frankly, as a film made on an extremely low budget from 1973, wicked good looking. Holds up Holy shit, were those first seven minutes of a movie, like, promising. Holds up really well. Frankly, I stopped watching it because it's like, I was watching it at like 1230 in the afternoon with the windows open, it's bright, and I was eating, and it was on Tubi with ads, like, that felt like an insult to the level of quality that was put into this movie, where people were, I'm told, a little bit abused on set, so... Yeah. Perhaps we respect um, the art a little bit. They they did the shining method <sighs> of like not telling actors when stuff was gonna happen. Great. Oh my great, god. Great, 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 mm-hmm. great. So Caro, what do we have before us right now? I'm gonna He looked mad. Gonna throw this one to you. He do be mad. We have this like jacked guy who I I kind of feel like probably needs to handle dentist. <laughs> um I'm a little concerned. It looks a little painful. Holding a chainsaw over his head i'm i'm kind of digging the hair i'm gonna be i kind of like the hair um and i just said a minute ago i was like i kind of like his shirt it's like <laughs> a, a little cuffed sleeve a little like rib knit i'm kind of into that um that said if it wasn't stained it would be a nice chipper little like 50s or 60s ass looking shirt yeah it's got a little gender to it it's like if it wasn't stained with like um you know Put these arms on Um, Huntress, you'd be having a good day. mm -hmm. Listen, listen. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a he looks pretty pretty like yeah. That's a horror uh, protect or a horror villain right there. That said, um, (laughs) I can't help but laugh a little just at the way like the way he's holding the chainsaw for some reason is so funny to me because he's holding both the handles and it's like safety first. What do you think is up with his face? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it sure doesn't look like he has eyes. Not to, oh, there is um, an eye in there. That's just the shadow. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was looking at this. An eye? Just the one? A, you can see just a little bit of white oh, okay. right there and there. Like, it's this is the. Yeah. Because it looks like a. It looks like either a mask or, like, it kind of looks like a human skin mask yeah. or some shit. Because it looks like around the mouth, it looks like it's coming loose. And I was like, that doesn't look like his own lips. And it looks like it's sewn on near his head. Not to lead the witness, but I'm going to point you up to the two <laughs> words on the right side of the of the title here that reads, Today's Subject, The Cannibal. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I'm saying The Cannibal. That's why I'm like, it looks like a mm-hmm. human skin mask. And I'm kind of thinking like, oh, is puts lotion on its skin kind of the funny thing is us not saying his word his name from the movies would uh kind of solve a lot of things immediately which i find hilarious 
Yeah, no, uh, it's stressful. <laughs> don't like it. Um, don't want to see that over m- uh, my body as my last image on this. Once earth. again, I have fucked up making the slides, <laughs> and it has the name of the previous killer we recorded on here. So let's just pretend that says <laughs> the cannibal gameplay. Let's talk about um, let's talk about the basics of him and then we'll let you sort of vibe out what his lore might be uh the name kind of tells you a lot his main power is bubba's chainsaw which fun fact is is he really named bubba his first yeah, name, his name is, is, bubba. is bubba sawyer people call <laughs> hillbilly bubba one because of texas chainsaw massacre because billy was around before mm-hmm. leatherface mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but also southern thing you know um, we're trying to yeah, trying to make no, him seem to, like a redneck. Uh, so Bubba's chainsaw. That, that's like a thing. It's his main <laughs> weapon. You swing at him with a chainsaw, but it's not running, so it doesn't really do anything. It just hits him. It does one damage, right? Uh, my notes are: <laughs> it's a chainsaw. I really don't have much for you besides that. <laughs> yep. His special ability is a chainsaw sweep. Would you like to guess what happens? <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> The chainsaw is on, and he goes, swoop with uh-huh. it. Exactly. Um, <gasps> I'm so smart. Yes, you are. So his special ability is basically you rev the chainsaw and then go into a very fast sprint, swinging the chainsaw each large step he takes. And if a survivor is within attack range, they get knocked down fully. Um, there's two hurt, downsides to this. Down immediately. Yeah. So the two downsides are if you hit something that's not a survivor, you immediately go into a tantrum or if you. Sorry, a tantrum. Yeah. Yeah. He has a tantrum. You just start swing. It takes away control and you start swinging randomly in front of you for a few seconds and he just grunts a lot. And you can also trigger a tantrum just by like not hitting anything. He'll do like For a, a oh, certain fuck. amount of like, time. He'll he'll give up. He'll just do an anger swing at the air that doesn't let you move for a couple seconds, mm-hmm. and then you can start over. Um, but that's there that's the mechanics. Who among us? Who among us? A little chainsaw tantrum. Uh, let's talk about his perks. The perks they have is knockout, uh, which is that first one, where if you down a survivor, they become undetectable to their friends. Um, to give context on that one real quick, when you knock some, when you knock someone on the ground in a dying state as a killer before knockout came out, it would just immediately show the body on the ground as an aura so that you could go find them and heal them if the killer didn't pick them up immediately. That was sort of the, the gimmick of... of Bubba here is if you do it right and you don't use your chainsaw sweep to knock him down, your main attack is going to cause a lot of bad things to happen, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about the second perk here. But the, what, the other bad thing that happens is if you use your main attack to knock them down, they don't know where you are. They, do, they don't know where you are on the map. They don't so they know where like your body is, so they you. can't just come find you. They probably won't know where That's... like the killer is uh, unless they have a specific perk for it, but like... So all that's that going to happen is... stresses me out, mm-hmm. like, more than so many others that you've told me. Like, if I were playing that, I think that's the one that would stress mm-hmm. me out the most. Now, all that said, it does sound creepy out of context, but you got to keep in mind, he's got a fucking chainsaw, yeah. and he's yelling the whole oh, time. True. So unless you get a perk that makes you super quiet... Uh, Although, like, for my deaf ass, that might not make <laughs> that, that is true. Um, um, it also uh, <laughs> renders the person that you hit, um, it reduces your field of view... Um, it also makes you crawl slower and recovery speed gets decreased as well. Mm. Um, 
Gracious. Yeah. Up next is a little bit of a spoiler for uh, the first movie, I presume, uh, given that there's a character named Franklin in the yes. first seven minutes. This one's called <laughs> Franklin's Demise. Uh-huh. Your vicious basic attacks make survivors drop their items on impact. This one is a meta perk. Holy shit, do people use this perk yes. against annoying survivors with flashlights. Uh, the last one is actually a reference to the second movie, uh, Barbecue and Chili. Um, because I, uh-huh. we'll, we'll come back to that one. Uh-huh. Oh, and he's the cannibal now. Um, hey, oh, you did it. You did it. They they put they did the math real quick on that one. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one uh, means that anytime you hook a survivor, all survivors within um, I think it's like fifty to sixty meters away uh, um, from that hook have their aura revealed to you for I think like four or five seconds. Uh, gotcha. See, here's the thing: barbecue and chili used to also be a meta perk. Yeah, because uh, currently it is if you have it the most maxed out. After hooking a survivor, all survivors who are at least forty meters away get revealed for four seconds, and then you pair that with another perk that makes you let you let you see auras longer. Um, and then you're just barbecue and chili's everyone. main appeal wasn't the aura. No. It was the fact that if you hooked a survivor, you got a 25% blood point increase for that match. Yes. So if you hooked every person at least once, you would get a hundred percent bonus blood points. Um, so it, at back in the day, if you were trying to grind out blood points, you would be rocking barbecue and chili and anything else you could get to just make it so that you got people on fucking hooks and you ended that game quickly. Mm-hmm. I was going to make chili for dinner tonight. <laughs> I mean, We're going to make still chili can. for dinner pretty soon. <laughs> See, we make white people God. chili with ground beef, so it's a little bit hard, it's a little bit easier to get away with. We, you, little... <laughs> there's no meat chunks to make it aesthetically See, I do, unpleasing. I do a chuck roast. I do a chuck roast chili. If it does make <laughs> you feel any better, uh, their barbecue and chili did win first at a county fair, and that's how the second movie starts. It does! I... <laughs> It, they they made me feel they a made bit. some I, damn I good chili. chili. Yeah, Tundra. Yeah, I, yeah, it was fun. I won a microwave. You in just the first place. Yeah. you just didn't use long <laughs> pork to get to that microwave. No. Oh God, I know. I I'm did use recommend peanut butter. My I did. You, you said that with the conviction, as if that's if you don't have people, peanut butter's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you yeah, the Ina Garten energy. Of, <laughs> of, yeah. Uh, yeah, store bought is fine. But yeah, Fra- Franklin's and barbecue and chili were extremely popular perks. Uh, I should also note, um, Bubba came out in 2017, so he's been around for five years. So uh, whenever I say is like it, he's a meta character or that he's used a lot, it, it's also just because he's been around for a really long, long is time. There an actual Franklin barbecue in Texas that's like super famous. It's like an Aust- a place in Austin, I think. That's like I'm pretty sure. Yes, I think <laughs> so. Oh, dear. All right. We're going to talk about Bubba's actual lore in a second, but I'm, uh, this is the Caro check. What is your vibe on the lore before we get into it? I really and truly do not know anything about the story in this franchise. So this this is another case of it. Like, it's it's out there and people watch it and know it. I, no clue. It It's real simple. Like, the, the Dude, title says like it all. I guarantee you you're not going to miss on this it one. It is. All right. Let me, let me use my creativity yeah. here um, from my hour and a half of being awake. Um, let me see. Yeah, let me get a look at them. All right. I'm thinking, you know, 
some kind of shitty upbringing because you have to. Um, <laughs> it just seems to check. be part of it. You know, if it's not an affluenza thing, it's like the worst childhood. There's no kind of like moderate middle ground there, um, which makes sense. Uh, shitty farm upbringing. And I don't know, maybe they were going to lose the farm or something. And so he was like, hey, you know, these farmhands who are these like kind of temp workers, which is something that I, I don't know how common it is, but apparently like, you know, some folks, they're like looking for someone to work on a farm temporarily, like someone who's passing through yeah. who work there for a few weeks and then move on. That, I like, mean, maybe he's like, hey, here's an here's a way that I can turn a profit. No one's looking for these kind of transient folks. I will just have me a little munch and sell at the maybe selling at the uh, doing like a Sweeney Todd situation, kind of selling it to the people. And then maybe gets a taste for himself and goes, ah, these maybe are the best pies in Texas. And uh, I don't know. Well, I'm I'm you trying got, to think of how he's getting. You there. got the second movie right. Um, oh, did I? <laughs> kind of. Caroline Minx, you have just described the plot of the Bunny Man two. I just want Wait, you. Wait, hold up. Bunny I just Man want you like to the know Bunny Man from you, Virginia. <laughs> not, it's not Bunny Man. Because you know we have a Bunny Man. Bunny Man massacre. No, you know like Virginia. Yeah. The st- where I it's live, the Bunny Man. Yeah. We have a Bunny Man. Yeah. Is that what this is? This has nothing no. to do with oh that. God. This oh, is damn. This okay. is straight up. The they fuck? did Texas Chainsaw, but what if he wore a bunny costume? Yeah. What? Actually, the first movie. Oh my God. The first movie is just guy in woods finds people they and kills them. That's basically yeah. it. This is the trend we've been seeing with like fucking Winnie the Pooh and Bambi. Is the moment something yeah. stops being copyrighted, yeah. it just turns into a horror movie. Someone give us a reason to watch Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I, I, <laughs> I don't think you need a reason. I think it. the fact that I make a wholesome, I make an actual wholesome adaptation of Winnie the Pooh is reason enough for me to watch it. You know what I mean? Like just because it would be fucked up if I did. You want to hear um, something fucked up about about these three movies starring a guy in a fucking bunny costume? Costume doing grisly murders and there's cannibalism and shit. Third movie gets a little emotional and you're on his side. Yeah. What? The final kills of the third movie are you're like, yeah, get him, bunny man. Like they pull. <laughs> there's lots of horse shit. There's lots of ableism, I mean, I but that. like they get. Sorry, Gavin. How have you seen all three bunny men movies, but you have not seen the first? Le- <laughs> uh, uh, because Texas my fiance likes horror, and one night we were on Amazon Prime of all ah. places, and we found the first one and we watched it, and then we proceeded to watch the other two over the next night. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. yeah. I've been I've been there with some bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Back to Baba. I love the fact that I accidentally. <laughs> That is, that is basically it's almost her. like cannibal movies featuring dudes with chainsaws don't have a lot to work with. So kind of dime a dozen. So technically, Bubba's descent into the darkness ends uh, begins at the end of the first movie. Um, Which let's keep let's talk about like his that like what the game thinks his lore yeah, is before because yeah. they um, pause right there. Yeah, it's it is his lore is pretty pretty on par for what the movie is um essentially um he kills not because he like wants to have power over people or to like satisfy any like carnal urges or because he's like mentally ill or whatever it's because his family does it and he uh, desperately wants to make his family happy and not have his family oh. be mad at him um quote kind of mm-hmm 
Leatherface kills not from a desire to exert his will over others, to satisfy carnal urges, or to even quiet the voices in his head. He kills because he is scared. Scared that others will hurt him. Scared that his family will be displeased with him. Scared that their shared willingness to eat human flesh will be discovered. He does as he is told. His family loves him, yeah. and that's all that matters. Outsiders are a threat, and threats must be dealt with. Yeah. Um, oh, then he, it's like they, a generational trauma Yeah, thing. they, like, talk briefly about... Yes, and... Hold on. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry, hold on. <laughs> Cole is doing the Sonic thing where you hold down and hit the charge button. Because, like, I love these go. fucking movies, and if you get me started, I will not stop. <laughs> um, but it, they essentially go over how, like, the different kids keep stumbling into their home and trying to like expose them and he takes on his role uh, to quote the site not just as a protector um he has many roles and each role has its own face he serves dinner he cares for the family and dresses well when they eat um and then talks about like you know how the rest of his family have slowly started passing away so he takes on more and more roles um and his main role tends to be you know killing folks with the chainsaw um uh yeah um right passage yeah and then the end happens he does his very um iconic chainsaw swirl temper tantrum um and then he gets picked up by the uh the entity literally right after that his lore is just describing where he's coming from there is no bonus lore as you might imagine Mm -hmm. um it's just describing the plot of the first movie. Um, and then it describes him, like, as Cole said, doing the tantrum. Um, he was brought to a place that was familiar but unknowable, and he instinctively knew what he had to do. He couldn't fail it the way he had his family. Outsiders would come, but he would use his skills to overcome any threats. There would be screaming, but he could make the world quiet again, until the only sound remaining was the blessed howl of the saw. Let Let the the outsiders outsiders come. come. Yeah. (sighs) Hate it. Yeah. That's stressful. That's sad. Uh, Perhaps now's the time to mention that Leatherface is nonverbal and communicates entirely through grunts and screams. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Taking, okay, 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 okay. So yeah, we're like, I've now okay, completely the sounds, reframed the character for certain you. Certain sounds are a problem. We're, mm-hmm. we're struggling with the verbal communication. We really want to please people. and We have a strict set of rules we feel like we need to follow. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Hmm. If only there wow, was a word. Wow, holy shit, you weren't kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh-huh. it, it, huh. it's, it's never really come out and said in the actual movies. And he has a couple different backstories right. of like what, what? exactly well, happened yeah. to him said in the 70s yeah some of it is like, like family stuff some of it he was attacked by other people some yes. of it was i think fire was one of them um, 2005 they said the 2005 reboot says that he was born with a visual birth defect but yes. also neurodegenerative disease or yeah. some shit um it, it it depends on which movie you start with, but he's got a bunch the, of different. The freedoms. newer the movie, the less they are just like the, the less they try to uh, make it a thing. Yeah, that that's they're all trying to like because mm-hmm. there's a thing let's being not... done in 1973 that we don't want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like let's not uh... the first. Yeah. <sighs> See, that's the thing is the first movie 
is distinctly about... So the plot of it is essentially that this entire family is working at a meatpacking industry, um, a slaughterhouse. And that closes down... And so they get like, they lose their jobs. They don't get any help from the government. They have no money coming in. And the only way to get food is by slaughtering the people that come past their desolate farm. It's a very um, early 70s movie. Very early 70s. One of the major plots yeah. <laughs> is about the generational trauma of not being supported by your country and town. Um, we're, we're, the, mm. Honestly, v- the shadow of Vietnam looms large on yes. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah, wow, um, holy shit! They yeah. tried to do something just, with that I was in the just about to ask which in, year was it again? In in one of the newer. Sorry, say that again. What was that, Carol? Oh no, I was I was going to ask which year it. it... Uh, hold on, seventy three. They, they, they were they were saying it makes yeah. sense yeah. that yeah. Vietnam mm-hmm. clicks into this. Um, they try to do something yeah, with Vietnam yeah. in one of the newer uh, Texas Chainsaw movies, and it just doesn't work. But this yeah. one has done really well. Um, despite all of the fact that, like, every most of those family members are disabled in some way. Um, the grandma's, like, grandpa, their uncle is, like, missing an arm or, like, part of a leg. Um, especially in the second and third movie, you can see it, too. Um, but there is a guy in a wheelchair who is Franklin, Franklin, um, who they go to this, this house that like, isn't wheelchair accessible. He gets left a lot. Um, while this, the murder hillbilly murder family is running around. And then in the end, he throws a tantrum because people stop because people weren't like helping him. And then he is framed as the bad guy. What? And then he is killed. No, Uh, right. What? Right. No. 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 Oh and, my God. and like it does such a good job of pointing out the, the the shitty things of being disabled, especially the shitty things of being disabled in the fucking yeah. 70s. And yeah. then just doesn't. It's such a good movie, but the, it's there's there's some small things that just doesn't work. It's an algebra equation that hasn't really been solved. Quick. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I was, I was like, this is, this is, you know, before things like the ADA. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, when people were even like thinking about, like, hey, accessibility. Yeah. Um, and he didn't want to go on the trip a, in the first place. Of, like, he was like, I don't want to go on this yeah, trip. There's not going to be anything for me. And they dragged him out there. The first shot of the movie is a van pulling off the side of the road and then someone putting two planks on the ground so that Franklin can be wheeled out of the van to take a piss on the side of the road. And then a truck drives by so fast it knocks his wheelchair down a cliff. And, like, he tumbles down the hill for a bit. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Franklin, are you okay? And, and then when like, he gets rightfully upset. Obviously upset. Like, when he gets no rightfully shit. upset, they're like, well, stop complaining. Oh, my fucking okay. mm-hmm. It's like, it's this movie would have been Honestly, Franklin should have been the one with the, should have strapped the chainsaws to the wheels <laughs> and just gone for it. Like, uh, they, seriously, and like, then, what the fuck? And the one with Matthew McConaughey, which I think is third... Um, they, they actually, like, they do a pretty good job at representing, uh, veterans, especially, like, disabled ones, because one of the guys is missing a few body parts, and, like, part of his brain has a metal plate in it. Um, and even... Classic Vietnam vet thing. Yeah, you know. And even then, they don't really, they don't, they, 
even then, they do make it clear that the cannibal thing probably existed before Vietnam, but uh, certainly did not help. You know? Well, yeah, um, yeah some, some shit happened before then that might have um, perhaps led people to do desperate things. Yeah. You know, I can think of a few events. I think but, there's you know, something... A handful. There's something to be said about how different the late 60s and early 70s were in a way that isn't mm. necessarily represented in a lot of the popular movies from that time. Mm-hmm. Um, it is hard mm-hmm. to It is hard to really process how wild west it was out on the highways in the middle of fucking yes. nowhere when we didn't have an interstate system Shit like we do today and they like they they end up like pitching yeah. up a picking up a hitchhiker who ends yes. up being related to the family mm-hmm. and that we've all seen the signs yeah like, everywhere on the highways re- real bad oh, real yeah. fast for them um and then like they can't get it no one else comes by that fucking farm for like three days exactly um, and the, the idea of someone going out on a trip on a highway that's going to take a couple days to connect two main cities and they don't get heard from for multiple days Is and they just disappear. Just how it was in the 70s. That was a thing that could happen, right? Mm-hmm. And um, like Smoking the Bandit. Smoking the Bandit is this wildly successful movie that still is kind of remembered today, I feel like. But like... Everyone talks about how that movie's uh, conceit is the a law that doesn't exist anymore where mm-hmm. you couldn't take Coors east of Texas. But the other thing about that movie is it really relies on a highway system that does not fucking exist mm-hmm. anymore. You can do the drive from yeah. Texarkana to Atlanta really easy. Like mm-hmm. You can do it faster than him now mm-hmm. um, and not breaking yeah. the law. So... You know, watching the beginning of Texas yeah, we're Chainsaw. Yeah, so connected at this point. Like, shit, the semi that knocks Franklin off of that hill it doesn't have a sleeper cab. It's just this no. shitty inner city semi because that's what you had sometimes. Like, it is implied that the guy pulls up is like, I have no idea where I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the guy that rescues the main girl, the final girl, is like a local. <laughs> um, uh, and the, the truck that pulls up to... Uh, kill some of Bubba's family, not kill, but accidentally hits and runs over um, the the brother or the uncle. Um, it, it's, like, implied that he, he didn't know where he was going. Um, he wasn't, like, looking at the road because he did not know what he was looking for. Um, it is an isolated place that doesn't really work anymore because we don't really have that type of isolation unless you are, like purposefully getting yourself into trouble by going to places like yeah. these. Yeah, um, at this point, like, if Texas Chainsaw, like, f- firmly happened, newly rebooted today, there would have to be a plot about them, like, maintaining a social media presence they as those did, people they for They did actually, months. in the the last uh, and therefore newest uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they had a thing where they, they went out to a town uh, where where it took place um, and didn't have any cell signal, and they had a ah. whole bunch of people on, like, uh, they invited a... The premise of the last one is essentially that uh, a group of friends buys a restaurant in town and is going to re- flip this ghost town um, into a thriving town. So they invite a whole bunch of social media influencers out there yeah. to then start um, and buy different businesses and buildings and things like that. And... Their phones don't work. There's no, uh, there's no police or anything within that town because it's literally just like a block. Um, 
And so the nearest police officer is like half an hour away. And that is the the only way I could see that working. So I remember this when it came out and that pitch of the movie it makes it like clearly there is no redeemable main character in that and you you're rooting for uh, Leatherface, right? Yeah. Cause like the the thing I oh, saw no, wait, on Wikipedia on. That's not, earlier. That's the one before the last hold sorry, there's so there's way too many fucking Texas Chainsaw. Texas Massacres. Chainsaw te- Texas Chainsaw um, which is just called Texas Chainsaw Massacre twenty twenty two, um, is the one where Leatherface happens in nineteen seventy three and then he doesn't get caught and nothing happens until now. It's basically Halloween, the new ones, where uh, it's no, just he's in his fifties and then they fuck with yeah, him yeah, and he yeah. starts killing people again. The one before this one, okay. Um, the one I just described was the li- the the newest one. The one before that is uh, <laughs> essentially he's been trapped in the house, and like this is like early two thousands, so they have like cell phones and shit. Um, yeah. And he is he has basically been living inside that house in like a in like a bunker underneath it. And they do have social media and stuff. And there's a town right nearby. And everyone's like, oh, please, for the love of God, don't go to that house. Like, I am going to come check up on you because you are going to that house. Um, And so, like, everyone knows that this guy is in there. But, you know, they still do it. They still post about it on on their fucking Facebook. Anyways, um, they have, like, a YouTube clip of him running. Hi. Hi. Sorry. After all that, after all that, both the movies and and the game, uh, <laughs> does the lore make this character more interesting? For once, yeah, actually, yeah, um, because I feel like it could have, you know, I, I feel like it could have just been a standard like this guy's, you know, he's a crazy he's redneck. A- He's just a bad guy with a chainsaw and eats people. And it's like, he, I mean, maybe, yeah, but also, like, there's at least kind of, like, a actually, like, really sad reason behind mm-hmm. it that makes you go, oh, wait, shoot, ooh, I didn't see that one coming. Shit. Um, and he, just, he loves his That family. actually does. It, it, it genuinely, like, it's one of those things that really is um, tricky because it's, it's trying to kind of mm-hmm. walk that balance of, like, Sometimes people with, you know, maybe if they're wired a certain way are gonna maybe interpret things a certain way that could be bad. And it's, it's without trying to make, be, make it seem like everyone who has, who is this way mm-hmm. is going to interpret, you know, mm-hmm. what I, mean? I, I don't know if anything that I just said makes sense. Um, but <laughs> it, it, it's one of those times where I'm like, I get that taking, um, a character who may be, may or may not, but probably has a certain human condition. Uh, Mm -hmm. Unintentionally Um, or not, he's certainly coded to... Unintentionally? Mm -hmm. Yes. He's he's coded so that we're going to be throwing around a certain slur if we're talking about it meta-textually in the 70s. They do drop the R word a bunch in a lot of Oh, I'm sure they do. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Unsurprising. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, on the one hand, I'm kind of like, it's, you know, you could almost look at it as a, a, a cautionary, hey, this is why you got to be real clear um, mm-hmm. <laughs> about certain things. Uh, because when you don't have the tools to interpret <laughs> interpret things um, properly or you don't have the tools to process certain shit you grew up with, um, could go really poorly. Uh, obviously, it's an extreme fictional example. Yeah. 
if uh, you live out and, in the middle it, of the country where absolutely no one yeah. and their mother bothers you, sometimes if you're told, hey, eating people is mm-hmm. normal, yeah, yeah, you are probably going to think eating people is normal. Well, I mean, you see this with people who are raised in really, really isolated, in all sorts of different situations, like really isolated mm. from yeah. the real world or really, really insulated away from, you know, um, you, you see it a lot with like cults, obviously. Um, mm mm-hmm. And people who are raised in them versus people who find them, it's a completely different, uh, it's such a different kind of experience way. Yeah. And, and, and so it's interesting to kind of like, (sighs) the fact that I know it was like the (laughs) seventies. Yeah. Let's look at it like this. So it's not, yeah. Not a, not a damn cishet man. In in tell in film history knows where the clitoris is right, and that's because a certain religion has completely fucked how this entire country yeah. approaches bodies, the human fucking Women body, a thing we all have. Today. Like that is how insidious that shit can get. Look to do a to do a cute one. Griffin McElroy thought you just ate dry pasta at, at Olive Garden because oh his God, brothers told him. I just him. heard that. Uh, yep. I was like, dude, honey. Just honey. like a little snack barrel you um, can pull from. You just know? a little fettuccine. Fettuccine. Like at bars, you know, just a little raw fettuccine. I was dying laughing at that. That's the most sibling shit I've ever heard. That is I the most like, sibling that shit. That makes sense that they would just let that go yeah. for like 30 years. Yeah. Um, but that's the same thing. But yeah, I. I just on a smaller I'm scale. to kind of. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to kind of like verbalize what I mean when I'm saying this. Like on the one hand, it is a really interest it is an interesting interpretation. Mm-hmm. Like it is an interesting mm-hmm. um origin story. And it is one of those things where it's like, yeah, maybe we should explore that a little bit and talk about why people might turn out a certain way when they're given really a really shitty hand. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and the, and then talk about at what point is it personal responsibility versus you know how you were raised and all that shit. Um, on the other hand, it's a, it's a seventies horror movie, yeah. so I'm not going to dive so, too yeah. deep into that. The intention was not the intention was not necessarily there. The interpretation now yeah, can be there, but and we, the impact is there. We have that ability um, to take a look back and be like, yeah, 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 probably. <laughs> I, I sh- it's it's it, it doesn't serve, I don't think it serves as, like, actual, obviously, I don't think it serves as actual representation of this no. thing, but it is a good jumping off point for a conversation about how that yes. could be done responsibly and more inter- in a more interesting way and in a way that isn't demonizing an entire group of people. Yep. There's, um, uh, when I said the first shot like- of the movie was Franklin getting knocked off that, that cliff, um, I should say that's after the opening title sequence, and right before the opening title mm. sequence is a cold open where the first actual shot of the movie that isn't the opening text scrawl, which there's a big ass info dump text scrawl. Yeah. Um, they stopped doing that kind of <laughs> thankfully. Oh, like some star Wars shit. Yeah. It was yeah. Some star- it's straight up. Some- and there's like a spooky narrator reading it all to you to yeah. make it intense. The opening oh, of the movie on. is a fucking master. The class. only time I like that is little shop of parts. <laughs> the opening is a master class in info dumping. And I mean that in not a snarky way. Like and 
you get this radio broadcast telling you about a graveyard that has been ransacked and clearly there's evidence this has been happening for a very long time mm-hmm. and it's inner and it the footage is of these grisly corpses having been posed in what the radio thing calls a grisly art piece mm-hmm. it's like a, a corpse has been dug up and speared on a gravestone and it's holding the head and arms and like a jolly roger uh oh, it's it's, it's really fucked good. up. There's it's another the opening least sequence. Carolyn oh Mix thing. God. There's another opening sequence in one of the yeah. later movies no, that you. is the police going through the scene afterwards and yeah. like showing you like mm. where you can see fingernails being dug along the wall and how like some Ugh. of them have been like ripped out because he's been dragged oh. and just like the <gasps> a basement full of like blood mm-hmm. and shit. It's their opening mm-hmm. sequences. When it's not just the title sequence, but their actual opening sequences mm-hmm. are very well done. And I, ju- I just want to be clear. When I say it's a horror movie from the 70s, yeah. that's not me being dismissive. No, no, no. It's yeah. just that it was done in a certain time and it was trying to accomplish a certain goal. Yes. It wasn't trying to have like a nuanced conversation about like trauma. No, that's, and you're absolutely right. Neurodivergence. Yeah. The, the <laughs> fact that it addresses generational trauma in the way it does is not accidental, mm-hmm. but it is also not like they got their funding because they said, what if we talk about generational the trauma. situation right. we live in right now? They were like, no, what if just her, yeah. m- murder the, hillbilly family? They had a pittance of money, and then they also were able to talk about a thing that they wanted to talk about. They gave yeah. a solid reason, and it's like a solid, you know, backstory, yeah. and how much of that was like, intentional I don't know how much of that was like, purpose, we're going to plant this seed. Yeah. It's like, no, we're going to give a good reason, yeah. which is not necessarily. We're going to tell a story. Sparking a Fuck whatever happens before yeah. it. Before, yeah. before we started, yeah, Cole, Cole mentioned that the second movie is basically like a more funny mainstream version of the first movie. Yes. Where the, first mo- the first movie achieves a lot in a horror and filmmaking sense. And then the second one is like it's just a, a fun more, movie. It's it a, a more marketable movie. version, right? Yes. Yeah. So now we have two films, film series that are in, engaged with Dead by Daylight, where the, the first movie is the creators doing what they can with a little bit of money, and then the second movie is them getting a budget to actually just do it again. With a lot of money. <laughs> because we're going to um, talk about Ash from the Evil Dead whenever we talk oh, about yes. uh, Survivors. Because um, uh, there are no Evil Dead bad guys in this. Dear God, we're going to have to talk about Stranger Things in a few we months. Are. I'm going to have to watch Stranger Things We again. are. Oh, God, I have to watch it, too. Um, <laughs> watch the first that one. that with such conviction. Watch the first one, skip the second, third's okay. Okay, yeah, because the, the first one I was into, the second season I was like, eh, and I never came back. They lost me 20 minutes terrible. into the first episode of season two. Not in yeah. like a, I hate this way, <laughs> just like. My phone went off, and I never thought about it again. Skip two, watch three. Yeah, it didn't. Four is just a dude. Okay. Um, Let's let's talk about realms. Four is just a dude. I don't have a good segue for that. Um, (laughs) Let's talk about Dead by Daylight realms. I should have said this back (laughs) when Cole was talking about uh, the sequel, uh, where she gets the farm basically because this is interesting, and I I think that's some. I think they are so focused on making a scary movie that Bubba ends up being this sort of I'm we talked about Halloween a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. when we recorded the Mike Myers episode and I made a comment mm-hmm. about how Mike Myers, you know, the addressing the ableism of Mike Myers having been traumatized and then this child is stuck in an institution and oh now he's a killer. Oh mm-hmm. um yeah. 
so Mike Myers is not meant to be interpreted that in, that much. He's meant to be just the shape. He's not even yeah. meant to be human anymore, which raises the question yeah. for for Cole, mm. is Baba meant to be more of a force of nature or are we supposed to interpret Baba as a person? Um, yes. Uh, depends on which movie you watch. Okay. Um, <laughs> so in the earlier ones, he's definitely just a force of nature. Um, well, in the second one, we do see him being more of like a family unit. Um, second one, I highly recommend. I like the second one a lot more than the first one, but the first one's message comes across a lot better. Um, he he is a force of nature for his family. Um, everything he does is so his family can survive. Which um, fits with what Dead by Daylight uses yes, as his lore. In the later movies, all of his family dies because that's, you know, that's what happens. And so he just becomes this lone killer searching for his family. He doesn't have an anchor um, anymore. He doesn't have an anchor anymore. And that, that definitely, like, humanizes him a bit. Um, in, in one movie, we, uh, we find out that in the end of one movie, a baby gets stolen. It's just what happens. Um, uh, As you do. Yes. Um, and she ends up being sent out for adoption. Um, and she ends up getting a, a, not a summons, but a notification that her like distant aunt is dead and her aunt left this house to her. Um, and he, oh, throughout the movie, is chasing and killing everyone, uh, you know, because that's what he does of that friend group. And then at the end, he realizes that they are related, and he stops trying to kill her and starts actively protecting oh, wow. her. Um, and it, like, hmm. not a great movie, but I see what they were trying to do, and I, like, I feel, I feel it. I get it. Um, but, like... Yeah. It like I said, it depends on what movie you watch. Sometimes he's just a brute force; other times he's an actual person. Um, so there are no maps for Baba. He was the first killer, I think, to come out that did not have a map attached. Yep. But they shot the trailers for Leatherface at the maps for Hillbilly. We also weren't doing a discussion of the realm for the killer back when we recorded Hillbilly. So the fact that Leatherface and Hillbilly are so intertwined because Hillbilly is just copyright-free Leatherface, I think it's it behooves me to talk about this now. Um, so Coldwind Farm is the map pack that came out with Evan Thompson or Max, Max Thompson Jr., was that his name? Yes. Uh, Cold Wind Farm. I want to look, show you the lore of this like real Maximilian quick. Maximilian or something. Maximilian. Um, so, Max here's the Jr. lore. By the way, they're putting their better writing in the early years of Dead by Daylight in the fucking map descriptions for some reason. Coldwin Farm was widely known as it spanned two counties. Mr. and Mrs. Adams... And in that put a lot of work into the farm, but all those blisters and sweat paid off. But for some reason, one day in 1946, products stopped coming. And when crops started to wither and die, investigators decided to take a closer look. The farmhouse was abandoned. Dust covered the floor. Mold and dampness covered the rest. Fecal matter was found across the house, all but in one room. One room seemed to have been spared for, from whatever the rest of the house suffered from. It came with no explanation other than that someone must live there but no living soul was ever found. Instead, remains were discovered in the basement, both from Mr. and Mrs. Adams and livestock. 
Several years later, as people were trying to renovate and hope to sell the place, they discovered disturbing things inside the walls as they started to collapse. Things and creations put together by human hands. The whole farm were to be forgotten, but somehow people were drawn to it as things occurred. The silo toppled over during a storm, revealing corpses inside. And one night, the harvester started, spewing blood across the trees. Now, Coldwind oh! Farm is nothing more than that buzzing sound one can hear on hot summer nights. Is that not better than Boy. than Hillbilly's entire fucking lore? That's really good. That's so much... That's so good. Oh, oh God, I hate it. Which now I have context for this map on the top left of the thing I'm projecting because, like, that's the silo that got knocked mm-hmm. over. I yeah. I never process that it's a silo oh, while I'm playing it because I'm it, not looking at it. Because when you're desperately sprinting past, it looks yes. just like it's just like a bunch of wooden, wooden shit. You're like, what is uh-huh. this? It it looks like a tunnel from a haunted hayride. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's very fair. Uh, you know the you know the type. There'd be like spiders hanging. Well, down. there's mm-hmm. a tractor. Oh, we've been watching yeah. a lot of like uh, not scary farm maze walkthroughs on YouTube. Oh my god! Okay, I love that I'm not the only person who does that. I fucking I don't like going into haunted houses in real life. I fucking love watching other people go through. We them. just got one. It's like a new maze so they installed fun. recently, and it's really plot heavy, and it sucks. I think they made it for babies that can't <laughs> handle the scary ones. I just I like Have you going. Ever seen? I like being in a haunted I house. I can't do it. I just can't do it because it's all jump scares. Yeah, the and jump I, scares I and the scare actors in... that like get up in your fucking face like that. that I can't. Yeah, it's not even honestly. It's not even so much the people getting close. It literally is just being startled that many times. Mm. Um, my nervous system cannot do it. Um, I but I can't do the, it if someone is holding a... on to me. If like someone grabs me when we're in the middle oh, of it, mm. I'm like not like a fight and flight. When I've gone with like groups of people i've had people yeah. grab onto me and i'm like yeah. oh you, please don't do that i will kick <laughs> your yeah. ass i would 100 i don't need to outrun the bear i just need to outrun you and i can't do that if you're holding me <laughs> let me give you the names there was um i was just gonna tell you the names of these oh, maps are probably good haunted house <laughs> inspirers or seeds mm. oh, okay. so you got silo and and the tom and the and the thompson house um, which whatever, but then you have the uh, uh, I think this one is just like the haunted abattoir or uh, something like the that. The rancid abattoir. The rancid abattoir, and then rancid you have abattoir. this is my favorite map name in all of Dead by Daylight: the fractured cow shed, which makes it sound like fractured it makes it sound shed. like a drama movie about two cows getting mm, a divorce. Mm-hmm. The fractured. It does. Cow shed. You know some of these. Some of these names, again, I'm going to bring up the Long Dark because I'm obsessed and the, uh, the expansion pack comes out tomorrow and I'm so fucking excited. But some of the names of the locations in the Long Dark kind of sound a little yeah. <laughs> like this. Yeah. And it's really funny. Um, I was going to say that this reminds me a little, do you, when we were, just to loop it back to some uh, the mazes that we were talking about, do y'all remember there was a brief show I watched every episode called Hellevator. Yeah. Where it was like a game show. Yeah, where oh, no. the, the, yeah. the gimmick was, you, it's like it's like Cube really or funny. Saw or some shit where all the contestants are in a elevator and each level it comes down to is ah. a new task they have to achieve. It's like an escape room. And it's a fun, it's a, it's really fun. Yeah, it, it was is like an escape room. It's an obstacle course escape really roomy kind of thing. It was very it's like a cheesy. stupid gimmicky. Yeah, they had a, it was What was it, a creepy set of but, twins that were uh, like horror icons or yes, something? Yes, 
yeah, I don't remember their names, but yeah, they're they're like well known, I guess, in, in that. They're Canadian I mean, it, it horror really stars fun. who hosted Elevator. Yeah. And it was just like a silly. They were clearly having a grand time, and it's a it's a really fun uh, thing. But they had a they had one episode where it was like this. It was like a farm, and there was like a cannibal farmer. Hmm. It That's fun. It was a whole thing. It was really like yeah. Each time it was a different theme, but it was funny because they would use the exact same like setup. They would just change the <laughs> the set. So like watching as uh, an audience member is really funny because it's like turn left, like <laughs> yeah, no you know after it. minutes, like where they're going. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> to close the book on Coldwind Farm and uh, Hillbilly, uh, the thing I said, put a pin in, Mr. and Mrs. Adams, the lore of Coldwind Farm is clearly the lore of Thompson Farm, right? Like, even though it says Mr. and Mrs. Adams stopped sending out product and they were found in the basement, I feel like that's just, that's Max's parents. I, I think they fucked up, and I think the original name of... Like the placeholder was the I Adams. think the placeholder name mm-hmm. was Adams. The, the, the Wikipedia, which as we established during the Doctor episode, has some pretty particular people running it. Uh, the fan <laughs> wiki mentions that it is it is strongly likely that um that was their that was their it was it was meant to be max thompson and evelyn thompson that were found in the basement but the other thing that's interesting and this is one of the few times that being a nerd has added something to dead by daylight <laughs> lore the the trivia section of the fan wiki points out that some huge tree dorks have looked at the maps and decided there are two breeds of tree represented in this map. And we said in the episode about Hillbilly, there is nothing to denote where in the United States this farm is. That is wrong, because now we have a geolocation based on these tree breeds. Uh-huh. It's probably oh, in eastern Texas. Nerds. It's probably in Texas. I was just saying. Um, so it makes it even more appropriate for Leatherface because yeah. the Leatherface mm-hmm. farm is in Texas, which like that's mm-hmm. a nice bit of synergy. It's better synergy than the, the one of the maps for the nurse having the clown's circus in it. And that's <laughs> mm-hmm. just how they stapled him in the fucking whatever. <laughs> All right. Now let's oh, yeah. talk about God. the Mori. Um, this one. Is, I'm just oh, going to say right now, this one is on paper really intense and gory but they don't animate any gore so it's no. kind of goofy looking oh okay okay so here's uh here's a third person view of it you hit him with the hammer because you know oh buddy and then you stab him oh, oh, oh. and <gasps> and there you go yeah, that's how one of the uh, the main characters <gasps> in the first one dies I presumed that was a oh. kill from the first movie God. It's also very intimate in first person. I mean, I guess... I guess it's... There's there's also... So there's something to be said about... Sorry, hold on. I'm going to bring this... I'm going to go hyperfixate about this movie again. Um, So they do this really interesting thing about how each gender dies. Um, uh, And it's it's something that's seen a lot in horror, but it's very much highlighted within uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre in that men of Texas Chainsaw Master tend to get the really short deaths, the, like, brutal, like, a hammer to the head or, you know, a couple hammers to the back and then dragged off screen to be killed off screen. Um, A lot of, like, implied deaths or, you know, quick, like I said, quick and brutal. Whereas the women tend to be tortured a little bit more. 
Um, they get like hooks through the back and like have to watch as people die and like slow, laborious, like taking out of organs on tables and stuff. Um, I, if I had the thought for it, I'd really want to go back through and see how each killer kills. And if that links back to like, I don't know, like intimacy or whatever. Anyways. (laughs) Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. It's interesting mm-hmm. and not super surprising. The cynic yeah. in me, the cynic in me looks. I mean, it is a thing in in movies. Period. Like we torture yeah. the shit. I mean, it, fucking yeah. true crime as a genre is all about yeah. fetishizing uh-huh. how we kill femme people. But mm-hmm. one makes one wonders if mo- women in horror movies that were filmed on really short budgets getting the more grisly kills is because those women have less room to argue and say no, where the dudes probably have a leg to stand I mean, on when they say, I'm not going to do all that fucking makeup. I mean, I'm not going to lay on that table for five hours. Fuck you. You can hit me in the head. For like five times the pay of all. The exactly. Other women. Like, anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> now that we've talked about some yeah. uncomfortable stuff, let's talk about some uncomfortable stuff. Caro. So. Great. Hi. Uh, we might have hey. talked about this in front of you, but let's talk about it now. When when Bubba came out, Bubba had a little fun thing you could do that I think might have signaled something they would have kept doing for other killers as they came out, if this hadn't broken bad for them. Um, Because Leatherface is wearing someone else's face, Behavior thought they'd be cute and make it so that if you sacrificed each of the four original survivors... Because when the game launched, there were four. Um, there are many, many more. They breed like rabbits. There's tons of them. Um, but of them. <laughs> the original four, if you sacrificed yeah. each one 25 times, you unlocked an alternate skin for Leatherface that is the face oh. of that survivor. Yes. So you had, oh. you had Meg, you had Dwight, you had Jake, and you had Claudette. Uh, now, Claudette's uh, black. Uh, yep. Oh, and guess what oh, we started oh, Can you oh. see where we're going with this? Uh-huh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Those masks oh, were introduced no. into the game in 2017 when Hill, when uh, Hillbilly, when, uh, when Bubba came out. They removed no, them. No, no. Behavior removed the masks from the game. Let me read you the developer update. Um... It's at the beginning of a, like an update about the chapter. So uh, before we dive into the fun stuff, we want to address the serious topic. For those who may not know, the cannibal can unlock the faces of the four original survivors by sacrificing them 25 times. Members of the community have shared their experiences with people targeting and harassing them while using some of these masks. The reports were disheartening to hear. We absolutely condemn this behavior. We are not, un- we are not comfortable having these masks in the game when they are used as a tool to spread the hate. To that end, and we are removing the cannibal's unlockable faces this upcoming mid-chapter update. Anyone who has ever played the cannibal by the release of the mid-chapter update will be rewarded 6,000 iridescent shards to compensate for their removal. We will not tolerate hateful activity and will continue to take the step every every necessary step to protect the community. This update was posted January 3rd, 2022. Which was five years. Five years That's I was about to say, that's... um recent now it should be said a certain thing happened in 2016 that gave racists a certain amount of confidence Uh in how they carry themselves online so Mm -hmm. things have only gotten worse since then 
There is an argument to say things have gotten distinctly worse mm-hmm. in, in the past few months online and that there may have yep. been a, de- a decided uptick in shit like that in Dead mm-hmm. by Daylight. But I have also been around mm-hmm. Dead by Daylight people long enough in the Discord and the fan areas, the Reddits and shit, to say this was a problem in 2017 and should have been treated like this in 27 fucking teen. Uh, fun fact, mm-hmm. he also kind of does something like that in the uh, the... 3D movie uh, back in 2013. I'm sorry, in the what? Yep, oh yeah, Chainsaw Massacre 3D. 3D. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, back in 2013. You know, back when 3D was like going through its phase that I'm glad we didn't stick with. They were doing that real 3D horse shit where it wasn't even good 3D. It sure did. Yeah. Um, in that movie, they have their first, like, they have their first actual person of color in the, like, main cast. And uh, uh, Bubba very lovingly removes his face and then sews it onto his own um, and then chases the main girl who was dating this guy uh, for a good portion of the movie. Okay, uh, earlier I I tried to look this up. I just want to note two of the four original uh, survivors are POC. Jake Mm -hmm. Park is Korean. Ah, you know what gets me is whenever whenever this sort of thing is brought up, whenever we talk about this, there's always going to be someone who's like, how did this get approved by so many people? You know why? <laughs> you know how it got approved? Because they didn't... They Because they surrounded themselves with people who... Come on. Because mm-hmm. nothing bad happens like, in Canada. How- why should we have to think about these things? <laughs> They're just innocent widow just, small beans just, from uh, Canada. Jesus Christ. But that's that's the thing that is so... Yeah, whenever someone's like, oh my god, how did this get past so many levels of approval? Because this, it's it's copy and paste who's working on this shit. And it's like... like because there's nobody who's there to go, here's a problem, and if they are there, they get drowned out. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of like, like that's how. it's for fun. Oh, this is fun. It's a cute little fun thing. It's just a game. It's just fiction. You're so sensitive. It's like, okay. This is also like, things are so... Behavior is not a small company, but like a few, it's not that there's hundreds of people working on Dead by Daylight, right? His voice actor, the person who's doing the like noises for Billy or not Billy for, uh, for fucking Bubba are, he's also Trapper, Wraith, Hillbilly, Nightmare, Ghostface, <laughs> and Jeff, one of the survivors. Are you Jeff. fucking Gracious. Jeff. And Jeff. Um, and Jeff. And Jeff. <laughs> He's equally important. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, like the the voice actor, it was also the art director at the time. I don't know if he still is. Mm-hmm. He could be doing something else. But like that, that's that's what we're working with as far as like uh, the other thing, like Huntress's voice actor. She works at a completely different developer now, but she did Huntress and she did the witch version of Huntress for that one cosmetic. So people are wearing a lot of hats and maybe not necessarily or a lot of faces, maybe not necessarily a lot of faces. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, there you go. Wearing a lot of faces. Thank you, Cole. And, it, and it's maybe not necessarily a case where uh, the company has been set up to have those kind of conversations in a timely manner, such as before it's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe not as in-depth or detailed as they should be, perhaps. Looks like he's still art director at Behavior. Good for him. But yeah, um... That's kind of the crunchiness of it, it, behavior when they're making the yeah. game. 
Yeah, that's rough. Because mm-hmm. we've talked about the um, we talked about the the color blindness settings being like a sticking point. This is why it's so important when you're like building a team or you know a, for anything. It's so important to make sure that you're able to check yourselves and check mm-hmm. each other. Like it's so important because like something like that kind of not only getting through the cracks but lasting as long as it did. Like that's so preventable. Mm-hmm. It's so preventable, mm-hmm. especially <laughs> it, when, frankly, not if you don't set yourself up. Yeah. All right, now let's. Uh, it's time for the fashion show. Oh, this is going to be a short one. There's only two, but I assume both of these are references to the movies that Cole can fill us in on. <laughs> so here's the first one. <laughs> what the shit? Yeah, we got Leatherface uh, in an apron wig. Uh, mm. That is the face he uses when he serves dinner. Oh. I was expecting I was, this to be from a I sequel or some out, shit. Yeah, he's he's mama. <laughs> <laughs> it was blurry for a second, and I could not figure out what was on his head, and I was like, what the fuck am I seeing? What am I looking wow, at? Wow, okay. Yeah. All right. It's, it's, it's a look. It's a look. And then secondly, we have... <laughs> That's uh, from the Business cash. <laughs> it's very good. Okay. Uh, that's that's him in the second I, movie when he's more of a family man. Like the clown Okay. He tried. And an attempt he was tried. made at this makeup. <laughs> uh, that's him like in his experimental late eighties phase. <laughs> you know? He, he doesn't know how to tease hair us? yet. Yeah. He's working on it. Listen. Who among us? It's a whole skill set. And that concludes the fashion show. <laughs> Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Um well, okay. Let's talk about the porn. Um, it's time for Cole's horny corner. <laughs> oh, God. Well, um, uh, listen. <laughs> Let me guess. Not too hot for this one. Uh, no. Score's I, not great. No, the only reason his score is not better is because he's not an original character. Yeah, it um, should be it should be noted for mm. people who haven't like super listened to earlier episodes. Uh, your calculations in your PowerPoint do have a negative like multiplier if you are yes. a IP character. Um he's got more points than a lot of people we've scored. Yeah. On this I, show. I really liked Bubba. He's a bit easier to play and I think he has some really good perks. Um uh like d- barbecue and chili is great for killers with like teleportation skills oh, and franklin yes. is great for wrecking cheeky players oh yeah um, if they're wanna, bringing like, four flashlights or some yeah, shit oh nah, yeah suddenly Franklin's they don't have four demise, flashlights absolutely um knockout is terrifying and like a really good isolating experience for like players who may sometimes need some help um this is another one we're using like a huntress's ability uh, it shouldn't be like uh, a huntress's perk can be like a pant shedding experience. Mm-hmm. Um, his mori is brutal. It's simple, but like the concept of it is brutal. Oh yeah, it's um, intense. And like he, you know, he gets his little victory pose at the end. He is a great family man and just wants to make them happy. He's very <laughs> like nervous and sweet, and you know, he's just he's doing his best. The only reason he's not higher is because he's not an original. He gets an eighty-eight. Cole, um, Cole's horny corner becomes Cole's wholesome, wholesome I, corner. I I love Bubba. Bubba's very good. He's he's a great character throughout the entire series, and just to play against is really fun. 
quite frankly, it sounds like my definition of bunny man where you're rooting for him by the end of it. Sounds yeah. like that's basically the Bubba thing, too. A little bit. Yeah. Meanwhile, on rule 34.xxx. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm concerned. Honestly, the quality is mixed here. <laughs> There's 60 entries for Leatherface. I didn't bother trying to figure out how many were dead by daylight or not. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's a top in most of it. He does bottom <laughs> a couple of times. Um, the 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 intensity with which they uh, define the leathered face varies depending on how much that person's into that part of it. Uh, there's some of him hanging out with Michael that goes pretty well. Uh, oh, last time, actually. Um, they make him uncut in a lot of these, which. Nice representation, but I think it's for the wrong reasons. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it'd be easy in a family it makes who sense cuts people to, up of to do. Anyways, I'm not going to think about that. Um, there's also a lot of femme Bubba representation here mm-hmm. in. Uh, oh, there's in, some. In, there's some some chubby boy Bubba. There's Chub, also chubby some because, like, let's be let's be fair. Uh, Leatherface, kind of a stocky dude. He's played by wrestlers. Um, Again, we have another wrestler situation. Yeah, he they're he's played by big, buff kind of chubby wrestlers, which is not something that happens anymore because killers had to be sexy and live. You got me Ghostface, you got me a little twink now. You get fucking called back. You know what's really funny? I don't like watching wrestling. Watching wrestling makes me uncomfortable. But I can the watch aesthetic of it, like I guess. M- Wrestling is, like, fun, but I get stressed out. <laughs> the, yeah. the politics of wrestling are more interesting to me than the actual act of wrestling. Yeah, I, I appreciate the drama behind yeah, wrestling. Yeah, the actual story is uh-huh. fun. But, like, yeah. I don't like watching people I get love the hurt soap opera. in real life. It They made improv comedy good. <laughs> like, coming from a theater background with stage combat, mm-hmm. like, sometimes I, I watched them. Like, that wasn't safe. You know, like, because a lot of the time it's done really I just well, remember... But hearing an interview by like hulk hoden who's like yeah my tailbone's completely been oh, like yeah. sandpapered away because mm-hmm. of how many times i did a pile driver and i'm like oh oh hey god that. ow 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 uh-huh not fun not fun you kind of need your tailbone region because that that connects to a lot of stuff. yeah if you ever want to experience everything I like about professional wrestling as an idea, just watch the cream of the crop interview with Macho Man Randy Savage, where he, <laughs> like the cream, I always rise to the top. Oh, and God, he keeps you. producing, <laughs> you know, those little like plastic containers of creamer you get at like a diner. <laughs> he pulls one out of a pocket to make a point. <laughs> and hands it to the interviewer, but then he keeps producing new creamers. <laughs> he does it multiple times during the rant. It's amazing. He brought enough for the class. I forget who he's talking <laughs> shit about. It might have been... Hulk Hogan's gonna find out that the cream rises to the top, and, like, it's amazing. And it's just, like, half and half he got from, like, the hotel buffet. Right exactly. Before. There's also an excellent uh, Arsenio Hall interview he did where Arsenio asks if he's ever it's cried, and he gives this amazing speech about masculinity. It's amazing. Oh he was a, he, Macho Man yeah, Randy but, Savage was very good at improv and uh, had a character yeah, he played well. The of it is, it takes a lot of skill. It, it does take a skill to be that over the top and... and uh, you know, and to play that kind of a character, it takes a lot of energy to be that 
like that big a character all the time. And so, you know, t- total respect for that. It is just a wild, it is a wild um, field of performance. Uh, yeah, I think it's fun to watch, but it's also like, I'm just, I just get very mom about it where I'm like, oh God, broken bones, like the whole time. Before we get into ranking, I think uh, there's one thing I forgot to talk about during gameplay, and that is the concept of Basement Bubba. Bubba is reviled in the Dead by Daylight Survivor community. There are, there are probably before the meta has changed and things have evolved over the past few months. When I started playing Dead by Daylight back in March, there were two characters who were hands down hated by the community, fucking hated by the Survivor playing community. Nurse, who if you get past the initial difficulty bump, you can just kill, four kill every single time. Um, but second was Bubba. And that was because with the chainsaw dash, if you get one survivor down in that basement, all you have to do is pro there's two ways to do basement Bubba that I'm aware of. Number one, you take in a perk that makes it. If you stand still for two seconds, you have no terror radius or no stain. So you just stand there in the corner and wait for people to come down and save the person. You get them. Um, but also, you could uh, proxy camp, which that's just uh, you you use the notification you get from someone getting taken off a hook to say, oh, they're getting off the hook. So you would hide outside of the shack that the basement spawns under and then run inside and kill the person saving the person. So basically, you put one person in the basement and then you keep camping the basement and keep at least one in the basement that has to be saved so that other survivors keep coming and then the game's over, right? Um People fucking hate Basement Bubba. And if they see a Bubba in a game, sometimes older players will just quit and take that five-minute penalty of quitting a game. Uh, it's rough. It's real fucking rough. And I've been up against... And the other thing is Bubbas tend to face camp where they literally just face the person on hook and sit and wait because they don't give a shit. They'll instant down someone else and put them on a hook. They'll get a two-kill and be happy and th- with it. These are the bad, bad players. Not Absolutely. everyone does this. I need to put that out there because then we're going to get the the um actually folks and it is very much bad behavior. Bad it is not behavior. it is not a stack. But here's the thing: I purchased Bubba for the purposes of this episode because I want to have played the character we're talking about a little bit, and I played a few hours of him now. Not a few hours. I played a couple hours. A few makes it sound like more. I have played a couple hours of the cannibal, and frankly, I get it. I see. It's so seductive and easy to get to that point where like, yeah, you could just camp the basement. It's so fucking easy to do it on it. They would want me to do that. Like you could just talk (laughs) yourself into it because it's you have a button you hold down that then makes Uh it so you walk faster and you kill them. So as long as you have map awareness and you know that there aren't any pallets that could stop you and you can turn some maps like uh, the fucking hospital. They're just long hallways. And so it's hard to it's very easy to get players that way. Now I will say my, my second match proves mm -hmm. that most complaints about Bubba are horse shit by survivors and they just need to suck it up. Um, the second match I ever played is Bubba. I played against people who knew how to play against him. And all you have to do is have two people, two survivors who know where he is and just distract him. You have one, pull him over there and then the other and then he get he's like ah oh, you're trying to distract me and then goes back to whatever generator is a problem and then the second person pulls him the other side of the map mm-hmm. and you just keep just, yo-yoing him just so learn he how to can't do cowards. anything just learn it, how to loop 
you just got to loop and you got to keep them interested and you have to have a second person so that when the first person clearly who's being a distraction becomes less fun, that second person grabs the attention. Uh, I was trying my ass off with a three gen that wasn't that bad. It was really well weighed out for me and I still fucking didn't get anybody because I did hook some people, but there were two players in that team who knew exactly what to do, and they just had the two furthest gens on that three gen, and they kept just doing a little bit of progress, and I would come kick it, and I would get bounced back and forth for too long, and then they would make more progress. <laughs> so eventually, they just popped one, and that was it. <laughs> and it's like, game-recognized game. That's a very yeah. good strategy. You nailed it. You gotta think like a killer <laughs> so you can, you know, beat a killer. That's why I always recommend folks, not that I can say anything because i haven't actually played the fucking game for more than like <laughs> five hours but start off with killers that way when you switch to players you know you already know what you're looking for and now we find ourselves at the end of our wild and wacky journey in which we <laughs> uh have this really sloppily put together list of characters <laughs> that i've maintained uh and i still keep saying i'm going to here we'll just we're gonna we're gonna fucking Copy this text box and just, and then there. We're going to, next time we'll have done this, but we have, we're going to maintain two lists, vibes and gameplay. <laughs> because there's killers that fail on vibes, but are fun to play. And there are killers that are fun to play. There are killers that fucking suck to play, but they're fun on vibes. Um, but keeping in the vibe sense of things, because that's going to be kind of our main list. At number one, we have Huntress, then Wraith, Trapper, Nurse, Hag, Michael Myers, Herman Carter, otherwise known as the Doctor, and Hillbilly. I'm guessing Bubba outranks Billy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Duh. Frankly, from how his lore yeah. is written, and the fact that there's it's short and sweet. There's not. A, there's not a. It's the biggest single chunk of lore we've encountered so far. Like in the game, it is the most so far we've encountered. But like Nurse had so fucking much extra lore. I would say his lore, without the context of the movies, is the most interesting over Trapper. I think Wraith is badass and outscores it. But the whole thing about wanting to protect his family, and that's how he understands the world, and then he's put in the fog, so he's just constantly on kill mode from here on out, and that's all he can do. That is tragic. Yeah, because he doesn't have his family to take over roles with him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I I would have put him second, but I do agree that Wraith is pretty cool as well. So I will accept third. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'm with you, Cole, on that one. I, I will I will demote Philip. <laughs> so in a wild upset, <laughs> in a shocking in a upset. shocking upset. Like I said, the only reason Bubba is not higher is because he's not an original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So now we have Huntress Leatherface Wraith as our top three, which I mm-hmm. love. Trapper can eat shit. He doesn't deserve to be the top. Uh, well. <laughs> what a fun, what a fun discussion we've had today. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like we, uh, I feel like it was productive. And yeah. this was just a half chapter <laughs> update. Um, so that's why it was just him and not like mm-hmm. survivors or anything. They could just do a killer. The half chapter ones are never really like big chunky ones. They're not expansive. 
Um, with that in mind, I will give a little tease because next time we're also talking about a copyrighted killer. We have three in a row before we talk about a copy or not copyrighted killer. Up next, uh, he do love to say the word bitch. We're talking about Freddy Krueger. Oh. oh, who I know also know nothing about. <laughs> so truly no clue. There is a 30 second YouTube video that's a compilation of every time Freddy Krueger has said the word bitch. Good. <laughs> the only thing I know about this series uh, of Nightmare on Elm Street is that the first movie is really horny. Yes. At, oh, I am so fucking stoked for whenever we talk about Hellraiser because I watched the original Hellraiser recently and like that is the queerest, horniest movie. It, like, it no is. shit, Clive Barker's a gay man. You can tell it is dripping off of that fucking movie. It is so queer horny in a way that, like, there's a reason why Hellraiser isn't talked about the way these other movies we talk about are. And I think it's because it's too horny for casual people to be able to talk about. I love that movie. I, okay, unpopular opinion. I didn't think, I didn't think Hellraiser was that horny. It's, it's, it's dripping in that shit from the 80s perspective, at least. I mean, like, I guess. Maybe it's just not my type of my type of horny. It didn't sound your horny horn. <laughs> I have just okay. So this is a quote on IMDb. <laughs> this is a quote from IMDb from Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare, nineteen ninety one, which was absolutely not the final <laughs> Friday. Fucking not there's, the final Nightmare 12. on Elm Street movie. There's twelve movies of Nightmare. There are on Elm twelve Street. movies. So here's a quote. Here's how fucking wild this movie got. This is. Without context, Freddy Krueger, Kung Fu this bitch. I, <laughs> uh-huh. What? It's okay. something about, I'm going to watch right. these movies between now and next time we record. So <laughs> I have context. Holy um, the first movie's solid. Oh. And I think Johnny Depp gets killed like a motherfucker. He does. He yes. gets killed like a motherfucker in it. So there's something <laughs> for you. Doesn't ya. he get like sucked through a bed or something? He does get sucked through a bed. Incredible. And with that, we leave you. Thank you for those of you out there in the fog listening. We will see you next time.